Welcome to Greg and Reed. It's the Greg and Reed podcast. It's the podcast show. Welcome to another episode of Greg Can Read. My name's Greg. I can read. I am a pastor at Christ the Lord Church, and I am sitting here with the hottest pastor there is because he's wearing a sweatshirt, um, Mr. Jeff, Pastor Jeff, as he likes to call himself because his first name's Pastor. That's true. Yeah. My middle name's Pastor as well. <laughs> pastor, Pastor Jeff Cornett. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, just to kind of start us all off and give us a context of where we're at, uh, we're doing a few short, semi-short, probably longer than usual uh, talks with uh, the pastors here at Christ the Lord Church, and we're talking about worship. So, um, as you are hot, I have a face for podcasts, so that's why I'm here. You do. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Um, so tell me, <laughs> tell me a little bit about yourself. I'll tell you about myself. Um, well, it's good to be on Greg Can Read, the very famous Greg Can Read. I remember the first time I ever heard one of your podcasts. What was that? It was, it was like, it was like ASMR. It was like, put me to sleep. It was really, not because the content was boring, it was just so soothing. Oh, you were like you. reading scripture outside and I could hear the birds chirping. Yeah, yeah. those were the on locations. Those were pretty cool. On location. But I think you were sitting close to a hospital because there were sirens as well. Well, uh, that's just the street I live in. There, oh, okay. You know, gunshots, sirens. Yeah. Well, I know. thought it was pretty cool. So it's <laughs> nice. It's a privilege to be on. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I can also read. Really? Fairly well. Oh, but wow. That's great. I struggle with some things. Yeah. Pastor Rusty said that I have a voice for like NPR. You do? I'm actually thinking about expanding my, uh, uh, what is that even called, resume to um, yeah. apply for something like that. Do it, man. Hopefully something more, you know, up my alley, a little bit more conservative. But yeah. yeah. I'm just keeping talking because I don't want to do the segment about, tell me about yourself. Yeah, why like, not? I was born in 18... 18- I was no. born a poor... Well, I was... Uh, um, my name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. <laughs> Um, and I am married to Bryn, been married for 12 years. I have two great boys who are in the other room, uh, in my office and they'll come busting in here probably in any minute. Uh, Judah, who is seven, Abram, who is about to turn three in a week or so. And you're invited to the birthday party. I know. Yeah. I I feel privileged. Yes. It's going to be a really great time. Awesome. How long have you been a pastor? I've been a, I've been a pastor, I've been in ministry for 20 years i've been a pastor for about 15 or more okay a little bit more yeah wow. so we planted a church um in 2009 and was the pastor there for 10 years okay lead pastor there and then awesome. we decided to merge and here we are today at christ the lord church yes which is a great church. It is. I'm happy to be here. Me yeah. too. Uh, son of a pastor. Uh, so I was like, I never want to be a pastor. So my dad is a pastor in Cincinnati. Been a pastor there at the same place um, for like 45 years, which That's is incredible. 
it's like incredible and crazy at the same time. Yeah. Uh, especially when you know the turnover um, of pastors today, which is like what two years or something. Two years, really? Yeah, I think oh. that's what it was a while ago. Um, okay. So I think it's getting shorter and shorter. It's like the honeymoon stage. Get out before they realize. Yeah. How incompetent you are. But no, he's been there for a long time. So I was like, I don't want to be a <laughs> pastor. I was going to be a veterinary. It's going to go Ohio State. Animals are easier to work with than people, um, it seemed. But God had different plans, and yeah. I'm thankful for that. Awesome. So, yeah. I'm glad you're here, Jeff. I'm glad I'm here too, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. We're hugging right now. <laughs> no, no, we are not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you and Rusty have uh, have the same story, wanting to work with yeah. animals. We're actually brothers. We're actually twins. Oh, wow. They had to separate us. Yeah. We were fused together. Oh, man. Yeah. Siamese twins. Mm-hmm. I heard there was a third, but I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, This is a fun podcast. <laughs> Mostly fun because Russ is laughing really yeah, hard, I, trying I to take a sip of his coffee over there. Yeah. If you, if you don't s- spill it on it, your... If you, <laughs> yes, get the if you hear us randomly laugh or uh, say, yeah, uh, that's Rusty trying to chime in. He doesn't have a microphone. Yeah. Um, he's kind of our EQ guy right now. And our mouths are covered, so. And, yeah. Yeah. If but he has headphones. He can hear us. But if they us. fall out, he's in trouble. <laughs> All right. Enough. enough. Uh, yeah. Making fun of poor Russ. Yeah. Aww. We love you, Russ. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have a voice. Yeah. Uh, we love you. Um, so, uh, back on the topic about warship. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, what we're here that's about. What, yeah, that's what we're here to yeah. talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite warship song and why? Probably Reckless Love. Straight up. <laughs> hey, that cut. song. Rusty, we're done. <laughs> I'm going to get fired too. Rusty. <laughs> no. That Shut is, it down. Yeah. So if you know me, that's why they're laughing. <laughs> that is not my favorite worship song, nor should it be a worship song, in my opinion. Oh, uh, well, if you know me, um, you know that, uh, or if you've heard me preach, I usually uh, quote a hymn, so you know that hymns are something that I really value and love. I grew up singing um, pretty much majority of hymns. I remember the old school piano and organ. You would pick out your uh, your hymnal. And the song leader would stand behind the pulpit and, you know, wave his arms, big introduction with the piano. And, and people sang in different parts, and it was pretty cool. Did the song leader wear a robe? He did not wear a robe, uh, Baptist. Man. So uh, I knew a couple that wore robes, but no, no, he didn't wear a robe. But he was very animated, and it was a lot of fun. And people sang in different parts. And then they put the – eventually they put the um, the lyrics up on the screen and people stopped singing in parts because they didn't have the music in front of them. So I kind of uh, missed that. Yeah. But um, I digress. So I, there's just too many really uh, – too many songs that I love so much. But if I had to, like, narrow it down, it would probably be uh, There Is a Fountain or Oh For A Thousand Tongues to Sing. Oldies But Goodies. Oldies But Goodies. Those – those songs just, they really, um, through the years, have spoken so much gospel truth to my heart in times of difficulty and times of good and praise. Um, they've really drawn me back to to um, the truth. Yeah. 
Okay. So those are my favorites. If I had to like have only a couple songs I could sing the rest of my life, it'd be those. There's many others. Right. Like Come Ye Sinners, Poor and Needy. Yeah. I remember yeah. growing up, my, my grandparents from Eastern Kentucky, kind of revival, tent revival. I remember going to tent meetings and they would stand up and sing Come Ye Sinners, Poor and Weary. Kind of a big heavy cadence and a banjo. So... I wish I was there. Yeah, I know, right? That would be cool. It was cool. So we're going to bump into a theology of worship music. Mm -hmm. So this is strictly worship music based. What are your like primarily, uh, what are your primary stipulations when it comes to worship music? Um, well... I, you know, it's interesting, like when you, even the term worship music or like a worship service is sometimes I feel like it's a little too narrow. I know we'll probably talk more about expanding the idea of yeah. worship here in a minute, yeah. but, um, but I know what you're saying, um, yeah, worship music. I think that worship songs, um, they think they need to be grounded in sound doctrine, um, which obviously comes from a... A healthy understanding, a full understanding, and a submission to the scriptures. Um, that the scriptures, scriptures are sufficient and they're authoritative. And I think that the more we know our Bibles, the more our songs and our our um, displays of worship, uh, be that in any form of art or, or whatever, will will be pretty spot on. Um, I think that's one of the reasons we've seen maybe Christian music, quote unquote, really go out to, to left field. Um, and songs like Reckless Love. Yeah. Because it's not grounded in the truth of the scriptures. Um, uh, I think we need to be singing what we know to be true of God that is given to us and explained to us from his word, and we drive that into our hearts in song. I think that's what you see the psalmist doing. You know, he's mm -hmm. driving those truths in times of despair, in times of rejoicing. He's driving that truth into his heart. Um I think these songs also, as they're grounded in the truth, I think then that songs should be ones that engage our, our mind and emotions. Um, that uh, we begin by praising God for who He is. And I think if you have a strong liturgy, which I think we do here at CTO, Thank you. and you do a good job at that <laughs> every Sunday, I think that that helps us follow that, that good pattern. Um, we don't start with ourselves. Yeah, You know, kind of a general rule, just a real simple rule is if you have a worship song and it's more about yourself than it is about God, yeah. I think that we're getting off. Um, yeah. If you could easily insert, you know, boyfriend for Jesus, I think we're getting off. Yeah. 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 So I think it needs to engage the mind, but also the emotions too mm -hmm. as well. I think sometimes we can, I think we can, uh, you know, mentally ascend to God. Um, without engaging our emotions. So I think it does both. I think the mind grounded in the truth then pricks the heart and mm -hmm. that flows out your eyes or it makes you sing louder or lift your hands. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's that. I also think um, that uh, a song should be, and this is something I really personally hold to, a song should be one that the congregation can sing. Yeah. And I know we're dedicated to that here as well, That yeah. that we're not a you know, the audience and the band kind of a thing, stage and audience kind of a church. We want everybody singing. Yeah, that's definitely a 
big desire. Yeah. So, some, you know, like if you can't croon up there on the high notes, you know, maybe everybody can't sing that or if it's, right. if it's too complicated or whatever. Right. We want people to be able to sing out as a congregation. Yeah. yeah. I could talk about that for a while, but yeah, the whole so, subject. You know, thinking about that and songs. You're kind of frowning at me. Am I, am I going off track? Am I saying, no. the, am I saying the wrong thing, Rusty? No. Um, no? You didn't sound very... Uh, reassuring in that well no. you know i you know I, I i can sing kind of high right yeah i've been called the songbird of my generation you definitely are thank you yeah and i think somebody left a review about that yeah i think so too yeah um was it the fish sticks review no that's my favorite review of all time <laughs> by the way we don't our church doesn't smell like fish sticks anymore no it it'd doesn't. be awesome if it did It'd be delicious. I live here. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, bring us back in. From what I'm gathering... Um, You're never going to invite me back on this. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, this... No, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, <clears throat> so your primary concern with uh, worship songs is the lyrics, what about like the music that goes along with it? Hmm. I think that again, it, it, I would tie in that, that uh, I think worship music on a Sunday morning, because we could talk about several brackets of this. I think it needs to be congregational in nature, and so if the mu- if the instruments are overwhelming, the um, if it's overwhelming the um, singing, then we gotta tone it back a little bit. Yeah, um, I think that that the music uh, should strive for excellence. I think that um, it should be one that um, understands where uh, good art is, what sounds good. And if somebody uh, is in worship music, they should they should seek to hone their craft in that. Um, I mean, I remember going to churches when I was younger of aunts and uncles who thought it was evil to have drums on the stage yeah. and stuff so yeah you know i'm not that's that's why we had to I'm kick rusty to yeah. the base yeah because no more of those de- devil drums <laughs> you know giving you those horrible cadences <laughs> calling the demons uh, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah man i think that uh too i think that um i think that our the music piece of it also needs to have um have a masculine tone to it yeah um, like a weightiness to it um i think that one of the reasons hymns have been so enduring is because they have um they have this very simple rhythm to them that's easy to follow mm-hmm. and then lyrically they tell a story um and so it's kind of like a folk type writing that tells a story right and so it's pretty easy to follow um, but I think that also musically, it's a tune that gets stuck in your head. And some of the old right. tunes are kind of seem a little slow and hokey, but they're yeah. stuck in your head. I can yeah. I can recall so many of them, even ones that I've forgotten the lyrics to. I can still remember like uh, the melody, the melodies of it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not gifted in. Uh, I don't play. I'm the, like the only one in my family that doesn't play an instrument. I can sing. Um, so I'm yeah, not as can. gifted in that. <laughs> I'm the second songbird of the generation, the junior songbird. He said it, not me. He's yeah. the second. The second in command, yeah. Yeah. The second crooner. Wow. 
Um, very helpful. Very helpful. And uh, thinking about like worship songs mm-hmm. and just the music, just in general. Um, it's very uh, reassuring. You know, I think all of us, you know, all the elders here at Christ the Lord are very um, united on the fact that we want very uh, theologically rich mm-hmm. um, songs that um, really help edify the congregation. Right. And, you know, in so many words, you know, that's exactly what you're saying yep. is that's what we need mm-hmm. and something memorable. And uh, thinking about, you know, Hebrews, um, we've, you know, as a worship team have really tried to f- hone in mm-hmm. on uh, having songs that kind of tell a story yeah. that really are, you know, uh, rich in their biblical theology. And, um, so yeah, that's something, you know, that we're really striving to as a worship team to do. And I can tell that every Sunday. I mean, when my heart is, is pricked and overflows to sing out like with all my heart and tears come out my eyes when I am singing solid truth Yeah, that, um, what I know to be true of God and again, I have to reiterate, this is why you can't separate worship music from um, the book that tells us what worship is supposed to be, right. and who God is. And mm-hmm. I think that folks in churches across you know, the country, we see kind of this dumbing down of emphasis on doctrine, this dumbing yeah. down of the authority of the scriptures. Yeah. And just recently I saw a pretty popular visual artist talking about um, that lived experience and relationship with Jesus was more important than the scriptures. Yeah. And that there's this idolatry of the Bible. Yeah. yeah I um, think that the, <laughs> that's just uh, ridiculous. Exactly. Um, but it slips in very subtly, I think. And we, mm-hmm. we say, ah, oh, that's, that's too heady and it's too big. Um, and uh, we need to continue to go for rich lyrics that, that tell us who God is and tells us in light of who God is, who we are, puts us in our proper place. So the lyrics should uh, spur uh, emotion, not the inverse, mm-hmm. yeah. where we should be completely emotionally based, which is what I hear in a lot of like uh, modern like CCM mm-hmm. type stuff. Yeah. Um, it's very like, here, let me have this uh, emotion or affection or whatever or lust towards mm-hmm. God. Yeah. And... Um, then kind of tag it along with, you know, key phrases, you know, that they've maybe heard in, like, Sunday school. I told you, there comes my kid poking his head out. Get out of here. I I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Can Can we pause this thing and come back to it, or do we have to keep going? No, I'll probably keep that part in. Okay, you can keep that part in. Yeah, just pause. Let me go make sure that nobody's peeing their pants. And we're back. And we're back to after Greg these, and Reed after, after, these after the few messages that we had. Yeah. Rusty, could you, 
<laughs> brought to you by Covenant Coffee. Um, you could also add like some like sweet hem like in there. That oh, that's true. Cool. While I was gone helping my yeah. kids. Yeah, public domain that. him. Thank you. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so talk more about that emotionalism stuff. Emotionalism. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, I'm a huge K Love listener. Um, he's not lying. I know he's not lying. lying. Uh, I'm not lying, and um, I I kind of want to slam my. Uh, stereo a lot of times just because it is completely uh, 99% of everything that you hear on there is completely emotionally based. Mm -hmm. It's like um, when you hear um, some preaching even, it's like, what do I have to say? Mm -hmm. Same as a songwriter in this instance. What do I have to say Mm-hmm. And then here, let me tag on some sort of trite phrase about God, right? Or tag on some sort of scriptural reference, yeah. Um, that may or may not even correlate, like at all, right? Um, that's that's kind of where I'm feeling. Like we have this like emotional, um, like we have an emotion either brought on through life circumstances or anything else. And then we somehow want to tag on some sort of like God that we've made up. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the songs that I've heard, it's just a God that they made up. Right. Um, it also seems to follow the trend of just quote unquote secular music. That is, that is really all just about the, the drop and the, strange rhythmic chorus you know yeah really lame words to get to a chorus that just is a good beat which takes them to the top of the charts and christian music just tends to follow that yeah and which is playing on emotions in that um you see in a lot of these kind of you know these worship settings where they're singing these kinds of emotionally charged heavily emotionally charged songs they sing the choruses over and over and over and over again yeah and i mean i like to repeat a chorus now and then like sing that truth again like yeah sing, back in the day in church we'd have people be like sing it again you know right. so sing the verse again but it just it, i can't help but think of um worship pagan worship in the scriptures like the prophets of baal just like working themselves into a frenzy over and over and over yeah. again and getting to the yeah. point of like cutting themselves trying to get baal to hear them versus right. and just going through exodus with my family right now and the the song of praise that the israelites sing to god yeah. as they are crossed yeah. now the red sea and god has delivered mm-hmm. them it's 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 a story it's it's this decency and order to it and and yeah. mary's song of praise the, the magnifica where she is there's order to it and there's right. a story to it versus kind right. of this just working yourself into a frenzy. Right. And so you get this desired feeling and then, oh, yeah, yeah I kind of can let that high take me through the week. And in all of those instances in the Bible, right, mm-hmm. are referencing previous truths yeah. about who God is, where he, you know, um, who he is, what he has brought them through or even from. Yeah. And then an exaltation of that. Mm -hmm. So like um, I said in a a different episode, um, that doxology 
always or theology always leads to doxology. Yeah. Um, there's no in between. It, uh, scripture should cause us to worship. Yeah. Not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's exactly what um, our culture wants to do. Um, I'm not going to get on this tangent because we're talking specifically about worship, but I am going to say this is like our culture is just in that shift of emotionalism, how I yeah. feel reigns over what is actually true. Sure. And we can see that seeping into a lot of worship music, mm-hmm. uh, especially on the, the Z love. I don't <laughs> know if I'm allowed to say the K. So, um, yeah, so sure. just different things like that. Yeah. Um, back to my docket here. Uh, what's your favorite book on worship? So this doesn't have to be like worship team oriented mm-hmm. or like singing or diff- anything like that. It can just be like worship. Right. Um, it would. It, it's, so I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about it today when you asked, you know, sent some of the questions over in advance. And I was like, I gotta find a, a worship book, but really the book that has impacted my worship more than anything is um, Jaya Packer's "Knowing God." Okay. And um, again, just this knowing who God is and the truth of his, from the truth of His Word mm-hmm. um, informs me then how I'm supposed to sing worship songs and then how I'm supposed to live a life of worship. Yeah. Um, attributing worth to Him. And so that's I mean that book is foundational. Um, for many other reasons, yeah, and many other places in my life, but yeah, I think overall, as I thought about today, it's probably the biggest book that shaped my my worship as yeah. a whole, and, and it's affected like your theology of worship. Yeah. So, um, uh, as far as like that's concerned, I th- I think we kind of touched on that, but how mm-hmm. does uh, like your theology of worship really affect your preaching? Um, I think that. So if, if worship is attributing worth to something, we're always, as human beings, we're, we're attributing worth to something. Worship is going somewhere, mm-hmm. right? And it's either going to God, or it's, as it should, or it's going to some other thing, mm-hmm. which also ultimately, I think, um, you're either giving worship to God or you're giving worship to self and Satan. Yeah. Um, as, you, as you exalt whatever it might be, and it could be yeah. food or football or... You know, whatever, yeah. many many things, and that's a probably a whole other podcast. You're convicting me right now. <laughs> um, well, you, yeah, food. If you had football. right, if you had right theology, you wouldn't, you wouldn't root for certain football teams. Uh, let's not talk about that. Okay. Um, keep going, Jeff. You're <laughs> you're doing great. Um, so oh, I want my I want my preaching again. You can you can get into this. I remember as a young young preacher. Um, I remember I, I, when I preach, I, I feel it like in my bones and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm very passionate about the Word of God and about preaching. And so I can be very passionate in preaching yeah. uh, and I appreciate passionate preaching. And so sometimes I, you know, and when I was younger, could make that mistake that it just needed to be passionate. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, like people would leave being like, wow, he was really fired up. Don't really know what about, <laughs> but he was really fired up. I think about Jesus, yeah. Yeah. which is good, but yeah. nothing specific about him. Right. So again, informing people the truth of the word that seeps down into their heart, that teaches them then how to go out and live a life of attributing worth to God and exalting 
him is uh, is what I want my preaching uh, to do. And I think that you know, little little things is probably have several sub points to this idea of how this idea of worship has affected my preaching or this theology of worship. But um, I think that uh, preachers should put some emphasis and effort and emotion into their preaching. Yeah, just make sure what they're emphasizing and emotional um, and emphatic about. And even uh, dramatic about, mm-hmm. and like a dramatized yeah. way, yeah. is is solid truth. Yeah. And um, I want people to leave a sermon saying, um, "This has given me something, something of substance, given right. me some teeth that I can go out then, and I can exalt Jesus as Lord over all yeah. in every aspect of my life." So that my whether I'm a mechanic, I'm I am doing this in a Christianly way, in a worshipful way, as unto God. Nice. So that my life is distinctly different, has a distinct flavor. Yeah. Uh, that's different than the world. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, what are the what are the ministries that you oversee? The ministries that I oversee here are everything that um, Russ doesn't want to do. <laughs> I, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> And that's usually everything that Matt doesn't want to do because he gives those to Russ. Okay. And then I'll give those to you, Greg. Okay. Yeah. That's not how that works. Somebody's going to be like, anyway. That really isn't how it works. That's not how it works. No. No. I I oversee. Seriously, that's not how it works. That is not how it works. No. That's what you call banter. Yes. And having fun. (laughs) Yes. For those of you listening, all two of you. Exactly. Um, learn how to banter. Learn, learn it. Yes. Yeah. I so like you... to tease people. I like. <laughs> if I don't make fun of you, I don't like you. Um, yeah. So, so no, I so I oversee um, our home groups. Yeah. Uh, for community, uh, which is a huge joy. I oversee compassion ministry, um, which is outreach ministry. Uh, I oversee hospitality, mm-hmm. um, which I really enjoy um, and has a lot of different facets to it. Uh, I oversee missions. Mm-hmm. And then I oversee just kind of like the general stuff going on in the building, um, people okay. in and out, so on and so forth. Yeah, which kind of falls under hospitality a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so and overseeing these ministries, um, obviously, your view, your um, theology of worship affects mm-hmm. the outworkings of that. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Rusty's showing me stuff on his phone. I, but he, I saw that. Yeah, he, only, he doesn't know I can only do one thing at a time, so I can't talk and read at the same time. He's also oversee membership. Oh, I oversee membership. Yeah. I forgot about that. I oversee membership. Let's do a pause, and then you can just splice that on. Okay. And, and membership as well. I okay. oversee membership, <laughs> uh, right. which is a real joy as well. So I get to... Uh, I like to bring people in, uh, let them know what we're about, take them through the membership class, answer questions for them. And then my favorite thing about the membership process is uh, being able to see those members then being brought in to the covenant and uh, on those affirmation Sundays, standing up front. I get to read the covenant, which is, uh, and I try to read it in a real booming voice, you know, give it it some weight. With with authority. With authority. Yes. Um, so I oversee those things. Yeah, and the, and that your theology of worship kind of affects how you uh, yeah. 
outwork all of those things? Is there anything like, I, I know you pretty much, you've covered everything on your theology of worship, <laughs> um, but I didn't know if there was anything in particular yeah. that kind of like really kind of affects like maybe how you do hospitality. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about home group first, and then I, I mentioned about hospitality as well. And I know I've been beating this drum the whole time here about um, I think worship, true worship comes by putting God in his proper place. Yeah. And to put God in his proper place, you have to understand the scriptures and you mm -hmm. have to obey them. And mm -hmm. so when we gather for home group, you know, we could come together and just kind of have a chummy time. And there's plenty of laughing and good food and, and all that is a part of worship, I think. Right. Um, you know, we glorify no, God, you know, whether yeah. you eat, whether you drink, whatever you do, do it to God's glory. So... But I think um, being able to sit down and how this has affected these kinds of ministries is when someone is dealing with depression or someone is listening to the lies of the enemy, to bring the truth of God to bear on their life in that moment and say, brother, sister, listen mm -hmm. to this truth. Um, and to see uh, over time in that community, that person um, instilling that truth into their life, going out and practicing that truth yeah. and that seeing their worship then turn from obsessing over whatever lie they're believing, kind of exalting their self in that and to exalting God and putting him in his proper place yeah. is, is pretty cool. And yeah, then in like hospitality, cool. you know, um, it's a really cool thing. Sunday mornings, Sunday mornings, we kind of get this picture of a little slice of heaven um, yeah. as people are pulling into the parking lot, as they're walking into the building, um, we are greeting one another. It's like, hey, you know, hi, Greg, how you doing? I greet you. I greet your family. Doing pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Greg's always here before me because yeah. he's ready to rock and roll on worship. Um, I see your family. I see your kids, you know. Um, and it's, it's a little picture, I think, of what heaven's going to be like as we're there. And we're like, hey, you know. You made it. Like maybe you might be a little surprised that some people make it, but you're here. Like you persevered, right? Yeah. Praise by God's grace, and yeah. here you are. Yeah. Um, you're resurrected. A, this yeah. Morning. What a beautiful yeah. thing. And so Sunday morning hospitality is a piece of that, where the people that are in the parking lot, the people opening the doors, and the people making the coffee. It's this. I am celebrating today this beautiful story of the gospel, and I'm seeing my brothers and sisters in Christ not come to a building to worship, but come worshiping already through the week to to be to for a renewal of the covenant, as it were, and right. this this picture of the perseverance of the saints. And you see them coming and you're like, you're here. You've persevered this week. And as we point our gaze towards towards heaven. And I think that, you know, something as simple as setting up chairs and making coffee um, becomes a really weighty yeah. God glorifying thing when we have oh, a yeah. proper theology of worship. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So I'm going to throw a curveball here. I threw it at Rusty too. Oh, fun. Um, but um, if there's one person in the world right now, I'm not saying, you know, you know, in the, in the future, but one person right now and, and be not in the past, um, yes, they okay. have to be alive. That's a stipulation. Okay. Um, if there's one person you could give a hug to right now, who would you give a hug to? Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Only if he's the dude. <laughs> Come 
come on, man. A white Russian yeah. with a white Russian that, in his yeah, hand. And exactly. Awesome cardigan. Yeah. I, that's, that's I, I looked one. up that cardigan online. It's it's pretty expensive. Oh, I bet. I really wanted one. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jeff Bridges, yeah, really. Yeah, that's that's the one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Is, is there any particular reason why? He just seems just like because a, he's the dude. I probably yeah. I think that like his 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 attitude in the dude is like I think what I think of him all the time. You know, so I'm just like <laughs> this man just seems very jovial. You know, and I yeah. think he'd just give you like a real masculine hug, slap you on the back, and you'd be on your way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, that's, I I can't argue with that. Yeah. That's uh that that actually is uh it caught me off guard, but yeah. it, it's amazing. There you go. Um, so, did you think I was going to say Jesus? I just want to give Jesus yes, a big hug. Yes, I right was. Now. No, I actually, you know, thought about somebody else. Uh, oh, it just took me five minutes to answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It took it took Rusty a minute. He had a more thoughtful. I mean, I guess I could say my wife and kids, but I hug them all the yeah, time. Yeah. See, and I was going to exclude them as well. Oh, okay. So I'm glad you said Jeff Bridges. Yeah. There you go. Um. So, in closing, mm-hmm. just to close us out here, how would you encourage our congregation to live a life of worship? Um, there's lots of things I would say, but I think I think I would encourage our congregation to remember that worship doesn't stop and or start and stop on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and it's not just the singing of songs. It's the um, listening to the word of God. It's it's how we go and serve on Sunday morning, and it's how we go and and parent our kids, and it's how we love each other in marriage. It's how we um, do our work, and to remember that obedience to the Lord Jesus is worship. Yeah, at its essence, that's what it is. That we obey yeah. Him uh, because He says, "If you love Me, you'll keep My commandments." And so I think remembering that obedience, even the small things, is worship. And then I would encourage them to sing with all their hearts on Sunday morning. Sing yeah. out. If you're not a hand raiser, try it once. And yeah. See what happens, right? Yeah. But sing. Sing yeah. with sing with all your heart. Amen. Amen. Love that. Um so thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you're welcome. it. Um definitely very helpful. And I love our conversations and I love I, our conversations I, too, Greg. I, I, After Jeff Bridges, I'd give you a hug. Oh, th- man. Yeah. That, but if he was standing I, behind you, I'd push it. you right out of the way. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, um, you know, Matt's going to just laugh at that because he doesn't know who Jeff Bridges is. <laughs> <laughs> This has been another exciting episode of Greg Can Read, um, helping you to know, love, and obey Jesus as Lord over all, and uh, have some fun doing it as well. And um, please um, give us uh, some... uh, I'd like to start a mailbag. Oh, that'd be fun. So um, this is just kind of a prerequisite. If you are listening... Uh, feel free to send in comments, um, concerns, or other things like that. <laughs> Keep your concerns to yourself. Keep your concerns to yourself. Only um, positive vibes. Yeah, positive vibes only. Come on, right? man. Um, 
But no, if there's any uh, question that you may have that you would like for uh, either I or Rusty or Jeff to answer, uh, please feel free to send those in. Um, again, uh, another episode of Greg Can Read. Uh, so thankful that um, the, to for those of you who are listening. Yeah. And um, what was it that I said last time? What's my tagline? You got it in there. Well, Jeff, it's a blast, and it, it, it <laughs> I can't I can't even do it. <laughs> yeah, Rusty's gonna have a lot of editing. <laughs> um, so here we go. Uh, sorry, Rusty, for all the editing stuff, but it's a blast. If you turn it up.